0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. Before we get to the sermon, I'd just like to remind you that I've started up a new course on YouTube called What is Christianity? This is a six-part Bible overview, and it will be ideal for people who are new to faith or want to brush up on the big message of the Bible. Unfortunately, it's not suitable for podcast format, so it's only available on YouTube. You can find the links in the description. I'd also like to let you know that I've set up a Patreon account for anyone who wants to support Understand the Bible on a regular basis. Do check that out, and once again, I will put the links in the description. Thank you so much for listening. Now, the sermon that you're about to hear is on the next part of Galatians, chapter 1, verses 11 to 24, and the theme is Who We Trust. You might like to pause this and read the passage before we begin. I hope it's a blessing to you as you listen. Now, trust is a big theme of uh, of this opening part of, of Galatians. Who is it that we trust and who is it that we listen to? A few years ago, there was a TV series which um, I quite like. It. It's called Life on Mars. I don't know if you ever saw it, but that trust was a very big part of that, uh, of that series. There was a character, Sam Tyler, and he had the choice. Do I trust in the... Gene Hunt, my boss, Gene Hunt, you know, who was a bit of a rough diamond, or do I trust in this other chap called Sam Morgan, who was um, uh, a more smooth-talking um, character? But actually, it turned out that he was not not the a good chap uh, to be trusting in. And, and that's the thing, isn't it? That trust, kind of test: who, who is it that we we should listen to? Who is it that we should we should trust? And you might think, well, what about that seems like? What about in the Bible? Now, what, who should we trust to teach us the Bible? Who should we trust um, to, to help us uh, about uh, know about about Jesus? Well, what Paul was doing in the previous uh, session, and we, we looked at that last week, one to two, verses one to ten. Paul was defending his ministry and saying that trust is something that that we should we should trust him. And what he's doing in this section is we're continuing on to think about trust. He's, he's continuing that theme and thinking about why we, should, why we should trust him. And he starts out from this, this passage here. He says, I want you to know that the gospel I preached is not of human origin. He didn't receive it from a man or was taught it, but received it by revelation from Jesus Christ. Now, do you remember how Paul was converted you might remember the Damascus Road, and that's turned into something in our culture, hasn't it? Uh, having a Damascus Road experience is when we um, you know, have a, a, a sort of dramatic moment of conversion. You can read about that in Acts chapter 9, that the Lord Jesus appeared to Paul and said, Saul, so, Saul, so why do you persecute me? And, uh, and at that point, um, Paul was, was changed. So he met with Jesus directly Whether that's exactly what he's referring to here, um, I don't know. Um, But certainly there was a personal uh, experience with Jesus Christ. And he says, you've heard of my previous way of life in in Judaism, how intensely I persecuted the church and tried to destroy it. So he was zealous in his previous way of life. He says that I was very zealous, uh, but he was zealous for the wrong things. you get that, don't you, sadly, sometimes, people who are zealous, but they're zealous for all of the wrong things. And that's what Paul is saying that he used to be. I was zealous, and I was persecuting, uh, trying to destroy the church. And maybe he's got in mind here the people who are um, trying to confuse the Galatian church. and We heard about that last week, throwing them into into confusion, trying to uh, include elements of, of Judaism into, um, into you know, the law into what the Galatians believe and we'll come on to that as we go through and maybe Paul is just having an eye to them saying well I used to be like that uh, but actually um, and then he says this little verse here um, but when God who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace and I just thought it, it would be nice to take a moment and just to pause and reflect on that, wouldn't it? Because I thought that's such a lovely verse, just in the middle of this. God, who set me apart from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. Think about us having been set apart, even from when we were in our, our mother's womb, and being called by the grace of God. Not because of that we deserve it, but because of God's grace. That's such a lovely verse to dwell on. You Just spend some time thinking about that. And so um, Paul goes on, he says, Well, he called me to reveal his son in me, so that I might preach him. So he really knows Jesus. His son, Jesus, is revealed in Paul. Now, Paul has got that, that relationship. With with Jesus, he really knows him. Doesn't just know information about him, but really knows him, and that's really important. And he says, um, so when when uh, God did that, my immediate response wasn't to consult any human being. So I didn't need any human affirmation. I didn't need you know a committee of people to come and, and to say. Well, we've done, we've done some tests, and we think that you're appropriate now to preach the gospel. He didn't need that. Actually, he says, uh, he, he knew he was taught by Jesus himself, commissioned by the Lord. And so he doesn't need human affirmation. And then, and then the rest of the, this passage, he just um, explains, he says, he went up to sea first, he stayed with him for 15 days. So only a, a couple of weeks. And uh, saying, well, I didn't really learn it all from Peter, because I only spent two weeks with him. And then he said, uh, even the church in uh, Syria and Cilicia, I was personally unknown to them, but they just heard the reports and praised God. So they, they heard the report about what had happened to Paul, but they didn't have anything to do with the content of what Paul was preaching, that they just heard the message. So what is all of this for? What's the purpose of Paul um, writing all of this? Well, Paul is is answering the question here, why should the Galatians trust him and not the the people who were um, throwing them into into confusion? Why should the Galatians trust Paul? And there are two reasons. Uh, The first one is that he really knew Jesus. And the second one is that it showed in his actions that he'd been really changed. He knew Jesus and he'd been, he'd been changed. Now the first of those reasons is it's invisible, isn't it? You can't really know whether someone really knows Jesus or not, can you? It's not something that we... You can't, we can't look into someone's soul and say, well, I think you know Jesus. We, we just can't tell that. But... The actions, the way that we change, can't be hidden. And this is what Jesus said, for example, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 to 20. In the Sermon on the Mount, uh, Jesus says, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognise them. The people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles. Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognise them. So, what Jesus is saying is that if we really know Him, then it will make a difference. He's saying you can't know Jesus and it not make a difference in our lives. That That's like a tree and its fruits. I mean, I'm no gardener, but I know that fruit trees bear the kind of fruit according to the, the kind of tree it is. Apple trees don't bear plums and plum trees don't bear apples. It doesn't happen. And this is what Jesus is saying. When we know Jesus, we will bear the fruit of knowing him. So, knowing him becomes visible. So, who should we trust? Well, obviously, we should trust Paul. That's the the question that um, that Paul is uh, is answering here. We should trust him. But also, we should look out for whether someone uh, lives the gospel. And this is, I think, doubly the case for people who preach uh, in church, who preach the gospel. Um, that there is a, a particular responsibility to, um, to live out the gospel as, a, as someone who, who preaches because of the responsibility. So, people like Mark and myself, and T um, and Hannah, uh, and those who, who have that particular responsibility of preaching in the church, uh, should be the ones who live out, you know, practice what we preach, so to speak. Um, But that's the responsibility for all of us. Um, Unfortunately, this doesn't always happen. And I just had an email from um, Mark yesterday, in fact, um, about Jonathan Fletcher. And uh, you may have seen this developing in the news, but um, he was um, the the vicar of Emmanuel Church in Wimbledon up until about 10 years ago. And it came out uh, about three or four years ago that he had uh, been abusive, um, and um, unfortunately, you do have that, does happen. But the thing is, if you listen, I, I was listening to um, someone, one of the survivors, talking about this um, a couple of weeks ago, and they said the signs were there. There was a, a very unhealthy culture in the church, and people just ignored it. People brushed it under the carpet, and, and people didn't do anything. And this is the problem, you know, that when we um, when we ignore the warning signs, that, that kind of thing can happen. But, but what, what I think Paul is saying to us is that we need to watch out and trust the people who actually live what it means to know Jesus. There's the knowing Jesus is invisible, but the visible signs that we live out, live that out. So let's seek, with God's help, with the power of the Holy Spirit in us to be people of integrity who know Jesus and bear the fruit of knowing him it's not something that we can do ourselves but it's something that we do with God's help it's something that we can do with the power of the Holy Spirit working in us and so my question that I'd like to leave you with and maybe you can think about this for next week is this what difference does knowing Jesus make in your life What difference does knowing Jesus make in your life? And maybe you could just think about that and pray about it and ask God and say, hmm, well, perhaps this, that and the other. It's sometimes hard to tell, but it's a good question that is a helpful question to ask ourselves sometimes, isn't it? What difference does knowing Jesus make? Now let's take a moment to pray and ask God for his help in these things. And so, Heavenly Father, we pray um, in the light of this passage that you would give us discernment, discernment to recognise good tree by its fruit, and that you would help us to to put our trust in in good people, people who will seek to uh, uh, know the Lord Jesus and to live that out. And we pray also that you would help us to be uh, that kind of person who, who knows and loves the Lord Jesus and who lives that out in our lives. That you would make a difference in our lives this day and each day. We pray for your help and we ask for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.